going on, everybody? It is Fabs here. Welcome back to another edition of the Believe Fantasy Football Show with your pal Fabs and, of course, my buddy Toss. What's going on, brother? Not much. I've got a, uh, I've got another predicament. I need some advice, Fabs. I'm, I'm glad I get to talk to you about this. QBs, everybody who drafted Justin Fields, they have to figure out if they want to play him on a Thursday night game. What do we do? It depends on the alternatives, man. Throw me, uh, throw me some names. I have love on on Monday night against the Raiders, so I think I'll probably go that direction. Um, I mean, the matchup's not bad, we're, and we're going to get into all the matchups for the Thursday night game between the Bears and the Commanders. It's not a bad matchup, to be honest with you. So I think I have Fields and Love ranked back-to-back. So whoever you feel safer with, um, it could be a personal preference kind of thing Yeah, in that situation. Yeah, I have the same thing, too. And last week I started love, which was not the right call, but uh, it didn't, didn't kill you though. Didn't yeah, kill didn't you. Cut. Yeah. He still, he still had a decent game. Uh, so yeah, we've got um, not exactly the best real football matchup going not on Thursday all. night, but we also didn't have a great football matchup in terms of real football last week between Denver and Chicago. And we got a boatload of fantasy points. So I think that could potentially be the case on Thursday. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, the Commanders are a six-point favorite at home. Uh, the over/under right now is forty-four and a half. The Bears are two fifteen at the money line on the plus side. The Commanders are at minus two sixty-five. Uh, just a couple of stats for y'all, you wager heads out there. Uh, the Bears have been underdogs in sixteen of Justin Fields' last nineteen starts. That's not good for Chicago. They're five ten and one against the spread in those games, and they're two and seven against the spread as road underdogs in those games. So they don't cover typically on the road as dogs. Uh, the over has come up in six of the bears last nine road games was fields at the quarterback position. So a little bit of interesting stuff there. The commanders four and six against the spread at home, dating back to last year, they're two and three against the spread at home as favorites. So really not much there, but here's an interesting stat. The under has come up in nine of the last 11 home games for the Commanders, including seven straight. So, if you, to me, I think this game could go over because I'm looking at these two teams and you know, the Bears have no defense and the Commanders, you can you can certainly score on them, but the, the trend is going under on the total in this game. Uh, with the Bears, there's really only two must-start players. I mean, and Justin Fields, I don't even know if he's a must-start at this point. He's more of a matchup-based guy, but the matchup's okay. I mean, the Commanders have allowed 18 points per game to quarterbacks this season. They've allowed the third most rushing yards to quarterbacks, which is good. Hopefully the Bears will actually call some runs for Fields, which uh, they should be doing every single week. So I, I have Fields in my top 10 quarterbacks. He's not a terrible play. He had a good game last week. Let's see if he can build on that. I, DJ Moore, again, I, I don't know that he's a must-start, but you got four teams on a bye, and you got injuries all over the place. So you could probably play DJ Moore. The commanders are giving up the seven most points to perimeter receivers. So you can you can start DJ Moore in this game. Khalil Herbert is going to be active in a lot of leagues, coming off a big game last week. Uh, the commanders have given up 12-plus points to three running backs this year. And if I'm starting Herbert and I get 12, I'm like, Yo, I'm good. That's a win for me. And Herbert got most of the burn last week over Roshan Johnson. Who knows if that's going to change? It could be a hot hand situation. 
Uh, Herbert's still an RB2 flex, more of a flex. And then Cole Komet, who had a huge game. Huge game. The Commanders have allowed the fewest fantasy points at tight ends this season. Just keep that in mind. I know people are going to be chasing the points of Cole Komet. And tight ends thin, paper thin. The matchup's not great for Komet. Uh, on the commander side, Ryan Robinson Jr. is very good. He is very good in terms of the numbers this week. The, the Bears have allowed the second most points to running backs. They've allowed 12 plus points to six running backs in four games, including three with over 19. Brian Robinson is very good from a fantasy perspective. Who is that running back that they gave up a lot of points to last week? What was his name? Jaleel McLaughlin, who is one of the most popular ads off the waiver wire yeah. this week. Uh, with Javante Williams being I knew guy. his name, by the way. I just wanted to hear you say McLaughlin. The McLaughlin <laughs> Report or uh, Sarah McLaughlin, which is whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I know the song, but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, not a huge fan. Uh, anyways, um, Brian Robinson's in a smash spot. Terry McLaurin, who's been good lately. I told you last week he was really good against the Eagles in his career, and he popped again. Uh, the Bears have given up the ninth most points to perimeter receivers. So you could start McLaurin. You know, if you need to start Jahan Dotson, I get it. He, I mean, he had a touchdown last week, but his numbers haven't been great. And Sam Howell is a sneaky play. The Bears have given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, including 18 plus to every starting quarterback they have faced. So the floor for a quarterback against Chicago is 18 points so far after four weeks. That's pretty good. I would yeah, start Sam Howell over Joe Burrow this week, Toss. If you're in a two QB league and you have a shaky second quarterback, maybe a Derek Carr. Um, Derek, Derek Carr is super shaky. No, yeah. Maybe Sam Joe Howell Burrow. like starting in a lot of leagues, man. He's going to have a lot of opportunity in this game, to your point. Yep. And yep. So yeah, um, it's, it's good that for, for Dotson and for Curtis Samuel, both ruled active tonight. They had some injuries that they were kind of limping around with Tuesday, Wednesday, but the, but they're active. They'll be playing. So that helps Howell even more. Yeah. If you stream defenses, I mean, the bears turn the ball over uh, a bunch and, and they're not, they're not the best offense on the planet as we know. So you could start the commanders if you need to, but um, you know, certainly not a top five option, but uh, potentially back of the, the uh, DST ones for fantasy owners. Uh, and that's a look at the game. It's I, I, again, the under has been trending with the commanders at home. So just keep that in mind. Again, the total for tonight's game right now, at least uh, 44 and a half. Now let's go to the player props. Jen Piacenti over at sports illustrated. Make sure you check out our player props every single week, Thursdays and for the weekends. She has fields under 48 and a half rushing yards at minus 120. Sam Howell over 12 and a half rushing yards at minus 125. Antonio Gibson, this one is a surprise, over 13 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. And even though the commanders are really good against tight ends, anytime touchdown for Cole Komet at plus 320. That's why she's doing it. Because that's that's you know, that that's a pretty nice plus money wager there on a guy who just scored a couple of touchdowns last week. So that that's your look at that's your look at Thursday night football. Tosh, you got any guys going tonight besides potentially Fields? Uh I do have Herbert playing in one week. Um 
I'm going to bank on the fact that he had 18 carries last week and was productive and mm-hmm. hope that they kind of try and use him as that lead back. Um, I love my guy, Roshan Longhorn, Deontay Foreman signed him in the off season and he's still not really getting run, which was interesting. Yeah. He's been a healthy scratch, yeah. yeah I thought he was going to be more involved, but um, I need Herbert to do something. And then I think that's all I've got. I think I have one league where I have defensive players, so I have sweat playing, but that's, yeah. That's neither here nor there. But I, you bring up the the commander's defense. I think, you know, the under hitting them at home starts with their defensive line. If they can kind of wreak havoc in the backfield and, and you know, maybe strip sack or just sack sack fields a lot, um, not only will Jen's prop hit, but I think that's how they win this game, right? They get to the quarterback, they pressure him, um, and he doesn't have time to to get out of the pocket, make some make some runs happen with, you know, with his legs, super athletic. But he's had two games where he's been over that 48 and a half. And he's had two games where he's been well, well under. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and last week against the Broncos, even though they scored a lot of points, he only had 20 rushing yards. So I, I don't mind Jen's prop there. I, I know it's a, it's a big number and that's why the under looks enticing. And, and I'd probably ride with it. Yeah. Fields was very good as a passer last week, yeah. uh, which is why you are going to see Zach Wilson starting in some DFS lineups, some two QB leagues, uh, because they're playing Denver this week um, and they have the worst defense in the league. Let, let's go to some player props uh, for week five. And uh, lo and behold, Zach Wilson is on my list at quarterback $4,900. If you want to go really cheap, Zach Wilson, believe it or not, there are four quarterbacks who are backup quarterbacks in the league who are either evenly priced or more expensive than Zach Wilson. That's crazy town. You want to know who these quarterbacks are? Mitchell Trubisky, who was potentially going to be the starter, but it looks like now Kenny Pickett could be back. Um, Trying to think uh, off the top of my hood. The, uh, one of the ones that was a surprise was Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is, I believe his number is equal to... Zach Wilson, which makes, I, I don't know anything about setting those prices. I don't know what they do, but that seemed really strange to me because I think Zach Wilson is going to be a popular, Hey, I don't want to spend a lot of money on a quarterback. I'm going to go with a cheap option plan. Yeah. And I mean, Zach's Zach, listen, I mean, I ain't crowning him, but he, I mean, he, he didn't at least look awful last week. Marcus Mariota is also the same price. I mean, he ain't sniffing the field unless, God forbid, Hurts gets hurt. I know Jake Browning is $5,000. That's because, you know, the Bengals may or may not sit Burrow, but I haven't heard anything that says they're going to sit him. But I guess DK is sort of adding to Browning's salary because of that. So yeah, but either way, Zach Wilson is going to be the starter. He's playing the Broncos. It's, it's like strange. He so hit Zach Garrett Wilson Will- nine times last game. Like, he... Yeah, there's the makings of a, a very solid game for him in, in fantasy yeah. and in DFS. Let's I, hope so. I like that price for him. Yeah. Uh, Josh Dobbs is $5,200. Josh Dobbs got more fantasy points than a lot of the big name quarterbacks we drafted to be our starters. It, it's crazy. He's got more points than Burrow, Dak. I mean, it, it's it's crazy town. Joshua Dobbs has not been bad at all. Uh, and then Matt Stafford, and you may be like, wait a minute. Against the Eagles, $5,600 against – he may get Cooper Cup back this week, maybe. 
And you know the Eagles have given up the six most points to quarterbacks this season? Their defense has not been good against the pass. So Stafford's on the list. Running back bargains. Brees Hall. Apparently the shackles are coming off this week. And Dalvin Cook looks cooked. Brees should get 15 touches in this game at least. And the Broncos are bad. Is Cook a droppable for you at this point? What's that? Is Cook a droppable player? Um, In a smaller league, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he is. Although during the bye weeks, people may have to play him. He looks awful. And I mean, this is the Broncos. The Broncos are bad. I, I don't even know if you can play him against the Broncos, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Gus Edwards is $5,000 against the Steelers, who are not good on the defensive side of the football. Uh, and then if we don't get Javante this week, Jaleel McLaughlin's five grand. Not a great matchup, but the volume is there. The, the fantasy gods, though, are cruel. Just remember this. I would not be surprised if Samaj P. Ryan started. Just to screw us because we all spent all our fab on McLaughlin or at least a part of it. And he looked good last week. It was against the bears. Watch some AJP Ryan start this week. And they'll just, well, Sean Payton will have no fans in the fantasy community. And the running back pickups thus far have been relatively effective, right? You look at Kyron Williams, obviously a lot of people hadn't drafted and then he comes in and we obviously know where he is now. Zach Moss had a really nice game. Um, coming off of that injury, like H-A-N, guys that have been, picked yep. yeah. Yep. HN like guys have been picked up and they've, they've produced for you. So this would be the right time for one of them to just be an absolute dud. <laughs> so we'll, well, hopefully I, I, I spent some Jerome, money on Jerome Ford, right? He, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. There's been a lot of them. They've, they've all kind of hit. They've all kind of running hit. backs, running backs keep getting hurt. Um, wide receiver, uh, bargain Zay flowers, 5,500 against Pittsburgh. Their corners are awful. Adam Thielen, who continues to be on fire against the Lions, who struggle against slot receivers, fifty-one hundred bucks. And this one's cheap. I like Rasheed Rice is thirty-six hundred dollars against the Vikings, and the Vikings have no pass defense. So I like that one. I wouldn't be surprised if he got in the end zone. Tight ends: uh, Tyler Higby against the Eagles at forty-one hundred. Zach Ertz, who's one of the most targeted tight ends in the National Football League, even though he doesn't get a lot of love in fantasy, thirty-five hundred bucks. And then Tyler Conklin, you want to a sleeper type tight end for your DFS or your starting lineups. Uh, Conklin against the Broncos, 3,200 bucks. Now on to the fades. Joe Burrows, I can't play him. Joe Burrows, my city of the week at quarterback. And I'm kind of trying to reverse jinx him out of the, 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 the just the absolute statistical slumber that he's been in. Cause I have him in like four or five leagues and he's killing me. So I'm like, you know what? Sometimes I put a guy up there and uh, not that he's reading my column or not, but uh you know, the, the fantasy gods say, yeah, right. You're down on him. Let's, let's bounce him back up a little bit. So I, I've got, but I've got Burrow as a fade, you know, Derek Carr and Mac Jones are both fades too. Uh, not that you're playing either one of those two guys, but like in, we're going to talk about traditional fantasy. I'm not touching those guys at running back. Zach Moss at $5,800. Even if there wasn't the threat of Jonathan Taylor, I wouldn't play him for that much. The Titans defense is really good against the run. Really good. Ramondre Stevenson against the Saints at 5,600. Ramondre's done nothing this year so far. He's had one decent game, and the Saints' defense is tough. And then Najee Harris, I can finally say, yeah, you sit him. The last two weeks have been really good matchups. He's done nothing. $5,400 against Baltimore, no thank you. Wide receivers, I can't pay $7,900 for Jamar Chase. I can't. Even against the crowd, I can't. It's, it's too much money in an offense that's not clicking with a quarterback who's dealing with a calf that's that's forcing him to throw the ball short, can't push it downfield. I can't pay that much for Jamar Chase. 
Uh, Jerry Judy against the Jets is $6,300. Marcus Brown, Marquise Brown, excuse me, against the Bengals at five grand. Going to push those guys also. Tight ends, Hunter Henry at 44 against the Saints. They're very tough on the defensive side. Uh, Taysom Hill not going there. And then Kyle Pitts every week. Until Kyle Pitts does something, I don't care how cheap he is. He's 3300 bucks. I'm not touching him. Not touching him. I actually was in a chat with some guys, and we were talking about potential trade destinations for Kyle Pitts just because we want to see him go to an offense that actually is going to utilize him. I think the Texans would be a fun place for him to end up with Stroud. Dalton Schultz is fine, but he's not as dynamic of a playmaker as Kyle Pitts. They'd have some weapons if they made that move. And a lot of teams. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. But that, that was the most fun one that we threw out there. Collins, Tank Dell, and Kyle Pitts for C.J. Stroud. That would be nice. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, hey, Carolina says they're looking for a number one wide receiver. If they can't get that, only problem is that's an in-division uh, deal, which probably wouldn't happen. But um, yeah. I, I, yeah, uh, the biggest waste of talent in the last decade. He's, 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 if he didn't play tight end toss, he would be on the waiver wire. But because he plays a thin position and he's got talent, people are holding out hope that it turns around. Folks, it's been two years, two years plus now, two and a quarter years. It's not turning around in Atlanta, I hate to tell you. Uh, Let's move on to the quarterbacks. Starts and sits. Tua, low-hanging fruit. Not really. He's had two really good games and two kind of mad games. But the Giants stink. And I take great pleasure in the Giants stinking as a Cowboys fan from the Tri-State area. Uh, Giants have given up 20-plus fantasy points to Brock Purdy and Joshua Dobbs over their first four games. Two is going to light them up like a Christmas tree. Uh, Kirk Cousins against the Chiefs. Cousins at home is very productive. The total's at like 53.5 right now. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I like Cousins. Goff is at home. You could play him against the Panthers, even though the matchup's not great. Uh, you, we've mentioned Jordan Love. Monday night, Raiders, good matchup. And then Stafford... If you're looking for, and and this is more of like, I don't love Joe Burrow this week, or I don't love Dak this week, or maybe I've got Purdy and I don't love him. And I want to play somebody that could potentially pop Stafford against the Eagles. You know, I know it's weird. You say the Eagles are a favorable matchup, but they are. They're giving up a lot of points to quarterbacks this season. Sidhams. I already talked about Burrow and DFS. He's averaging 7.9 points per game. He's terrible right now. Yeah. I hope he turns it around, but he's terrible. I don't know how you play him. Like I'm in two QB leagues. I have to, I'm screwed. I I'm sc- I have to, I have to, but boy, I feel real bad about it. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Joe Burrow. I've got Joshua Dobbs ranked ahead of Joe Burrow this week. Like not in a million years, I would have ever thought I'd have Joshua Dobbs ranked higher than Joe Burrow. Unless the Cincinnati Bengals were on a buyer. He was injured and out. It's crazy. I don't love Lawrence against the Bills this week. Lawrence has not been good. He's averaging 14 points a game. Like, that's not good. We were expecting way more. And the Bills' defense has given up the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Now, I will say this. The Bills have not faced any good quarterbacks besides Tua. But they did hold Tua to a modest total. You know, the other quarterbacks they faced was what? Garoppolo, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean they haven't, you know, Stafford. I mean, did they play? Did they play Stafford? No, maybe it wasn't Stafford. I can't remember who the other quarterback was. They play the. But, did they play how? Did they play the Commanders? No. 
Yes, yes, they yes, did, right? right? Yes, yes, yes. I had Stafford on the brain from stardom. Um, yes, they played Howell and he didn't have a good game against them. But I mean, you know, two is the best quarterback they faced, but two did have a mediocre game against them. Uh, both of the games in the Cowboys Niners game, Prescott and Purdy. I, I don't know that I can play either one of them in a traditional one quarterback league. Dak's averaging fewer than 14 points a game. He's not been good in fantasy so far. He's had one good game in fantasy. Uh, Purdy, who was my start of the week quarterback, had a good game last week, over 20 fantasy points. I mean, the Cowboys have given up three touchdown passes and they're they're giving up 8.3 points per game to quarterbacks. Now, we haven't really played anybody. And I say we because I'm a Cowboys hog. Yeah, we, we, Daniel Jones stinks. Zach Wilson's, I'm sorry, he had a good game last week, but I mean, he wasn't good against the Cowboys. We played Joshua Dobbs for crying out loud and lost to him. And we played Matt Jones. Matt Jones. So we haven't yeah. played good quarterbacks. So, okay. So, but, but I still don't love Purdy. He's not in my top 12. So if you drafted Dak, you drafted Trevor Lawrence, you you drafted them to start most likely. Um, so what? where do you draw the line with those two guys for anyone who has a team out there where they did draft Lawrence and Prescott? Like we, t- we talked about love. We talked about mm-hmm. – so you probably don't have Fields and Lawrence, right? You probably don't have Fields and – uh, and Dak, but where do you, who are you, who are you willing to play over those two guys? Like are you playing Dobbs over Dak? Uh, here's, here's the rankings for quarterback um, in that ballpark area. Uh, I do not have Dobbs over Dak, but Burrow's been so bad. So I've got, I've got Howell at 13, Brock at 14, Dak at 15, Russell at 16, Stafford at 17, Dobbs at 18, Burrow at 19. And where's Lawrence? Uh, Lawrence I have at 11. Okay. And I don't love the matchup, but do I want to play C.J. Stroud, Sam Howell, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott over Trevor Lawrence for for the hope that maybe it turns into a shootout and Lawrence is throwing the ball? Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to stick with him. He's a low QB1. They get their second week in – London, right? They didn't have to yeah. travel back to the States. Right. The Bills have to go there. Maybe that has some effect on it. They played well last week. Like they didn't need, he didn't need to do too much because they were right. comfortably beating the Falcons. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So let's, let's hope things turn around for the better there uh, for Trevor Lawrence. Moving on to the running backs. Uh, once again, I will say these are stardoms and stardom and pray. <laughs> Four teams on a bye. Everybody's hurt. Miles Sanders. I've got a new nickname for him. Miles away from being a good fantasy player, Sanders. I, I don't like, I've never liked him. He was good last year at the end of the year based on the totals, but he was really inconsistent. And this year he's, you know, he scored fewer than eight points in two of his last three games. He's got the groin injury. Chuba Hubbard looks better than he does. The Lions are tough against running backs. I don't want to start Miles Sanders if I could help it. Okay. Um, I can't, I can't trust him. Najee Harris. I had him as a start in the last two weeks because Raiders, Texans, now Ravens. Nope. But you probably got to play him. Probably got to play him. Damian Pierce who's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. He's got Atlanta. Did you know Atlanta has given up the second fewest fantasy points to running backs only behind the Cowboys? I, that, that That's a pretty impressive, I mean, first four weeks. That's a, I, I wouldn't have expected that. Their but they've been tough on, on running good. that. It's been good. Um, Zach Moss, as I mentioned, even if Jonathan Taylor does not play this week, he's no more than a flex for me. The matchup's bad. 
The Titans are real tough. Third fewest points allowed to running backs. Keep that in mind. Alexander Madison had a good game last week. You probably got to play him. Um, Chiefs defense, one touchdown allowed. 14.4 points per game allowed to running backs. Not great. It's not a good matchup for Madison. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, the stardoms, I, I have got, I'm putting my chips in on Brees Hall this week. Now I did that with Javante last week and I got burned, but that's because he got hurt. And I would, I would bet that if he didn't get hurt, he's going to put up the numbers that Jaleel McLaughlin did last week. Uh, Brees Hall has been bad outside of the first game of the year. But now Robert Salas saying the snap count's gone. Thank God. Because Dalvin Cook, listen, man, I didn't think he was washed coming into this season. He looks like, you know what? He, he I mean, he cannot create yards after contact. He's, he's just, he doesn't look good. I mean, I mean, the Jets offensive line stinks too, but I mean, he doesn't look good. I mean, the thing, the thing about Brees Hall, I think it's a little unfair to say he's, he stunk because he only had six carries last game and he averaged 9.1 yards per carry and ended up his with 50 numbers, yards. His numbers. Right, yes. Fantasy production wise. First game, yeah. They were down 17, nothing to the chiefs after the first quarter. You don't yep. expect that to happen this week. Yep. So they're going to be a more balanced attack. He's off the snap count. Um, he's off the pitch count or whatever we want to call it. So I, I think this is going to be a, a really fruitful, week for, for Brees Hall. And maybe it's one where if you are a Dalvin Cook owner and you're not starting him this week, it gives you some confidence depending on the matchup later on as a flex play. Like, hopefully. Listen to this stat. The Broncos have allowed four running backs to score 20 or more points this year. Four have scored over 20 against them, including um, Achan, who had 51. They stink against yeah. the run. Uh we talked about Brian Robinson against the Bears on Thursday night. I like James Cook against the Jaguars. Uh, they've given up 14-plus points to a running backs in two straight games, including almost 20 to Bijan last week. David Montgomery is a virtually a must-start. He's in my top 10 this week against the Panthers. Jameer Gibbs is a flex at best. I've been saying it for weeks. Uh, Montgomery has got a great matchup. Carolina's given up seven touchdowns and the fourth-most points to running backs. DeAndre Swift, even though he's still splitting the workload with Gainwell, he's he's just lighting it up. You know, his fantasy points per touch average is really attractive. Uh, the Rams have given up 14-plus fantasy points to a runner in two of three of their last three games this year. So I like Swift as well at running back. Now let's move on to the wide receivers. We'll start with the stardoms. Michael Pittman Jr. is coming off a bad game. Put it behind you. Titans are awful against perimeter receivers. He's averaging 14 points a game against them in his career. Start Michael Pittman. Um, McLaurin, we talked about him as a start. Garrett Wilson. I was wrong about Garrett Wilson. I didn't love him last week. I had him as like a low three flex. And he had a great game. And it's not about him. It's about his quarterback. If his quarterback's going to play like he did last week, I got a lot more faith in Garrett Wilson. And even though, you know, it's Patrick Sertan and, you know, you know, the, the Broncos top corner. I don't care. Their defense is terrible. Um, they've given up five touchdowns and the fourth most points to perimeter receivers. So I'm, I'm, I'm in on JW. I like Zay Flowers against Pittsburgh and their awful corners. I like Adam Thielen, who I talked about in DFS against the Lions. You can start him. Uh, they've given up the fifth most points to slot men this year. So keep that in mind. Uh, the Sidhams. And, and you know, I, I have, I've gotten Drake London every every week. I've gotten him wrong, but once. I, I don't know how you play him. I, I, Texans defense 
has not allowed a touchdown to a receiver who started his route in the perimeter on the perimeter. They're tough against those outside receivers. So like beware that. Drake London. I want Taylor Heineke to be the quarterback of Atlanta. Just I, I've been saying that since probably the preseason. I feel like Drake London is the bane of your existence right now. That's pretty funny. Yeah, well, you know, I got I've gotten Dak wrong a, a bunch of times too. So there's a couple of them. Um Corlin Sutton's been really good this year, and I know you probably got to play him. I mean, he's he's been, you know, 11 plus points in every game. He could add a mass, he still had a massive game despite those two fumbles, too. Uh, you know, he could see some sauce this week. You know, that's a problem. Jets, uh, fourth fewest points to perimeter receivers. So something to keep in mind. Uh, Hollywood Brown against the Bengals. They haven't allowed a touchdown over perimeter receiver. They're giving up over 15 points per game to that position. So not a great spot for Hollywood. Uh, Michael Thomas against the Patriots, even though their defense is a little bit banged up there. Uh, they lost the rookie. Judon's hurt. Uh, but they did bring in J.C. Jackson for what it's worth. And it's it's not Bill, like- Be- Bill Belichick. He'll figure it out. Like So I, Michael Thomas is a fade for me. I also don't love Tank Dell this week. I know a lot of people out there that got to play him. But Atlanta's given up the second fewest points to the perimeter. Now, I would play Nico. Because I think Nico is more guaranteed to get the targets every week than Tank Dell is. But the matchup's not great for either one of those wide receivers. I'm telling uh, you, man. Falcons deep, like they traded for Jeff Akuda. They have AJ Terrell, who is a great pick. They they got they signed Jesse Bates, like not good bad. defensive backfield, good defensive front. Yeah. Yeah, their their defense isn't bad. Their offense needs help. Um <laughs> their quarterback situation. Tight end, Zach Ertz, start him. Listen, I mean, he's he's the most targeted tight end in the league for crying out loud. Like, the, the, good or bad, like, in terms of his yards per catch, who cares? He's getting targeted and he's playing a lot of snaps. He's running a lot of routes. Bengals have allowed the sixth most points of tight ends. Sam Laporta, this is kind of low-hanging fruit, but tight end's an S-show, and I, I'm running out of players to talk about. So Sam Laporta's in your lineup. Uh, I think you guys know that. I'm starting Dallas Goddard this week, and, you know, this would normally be low-hanging fruit. Dallas Goddard has been awful. His numbers have been terrible. I mean, he's not even in the top 15 at, at tight end. He's not in the top 20 right now. I mean, he's been so bad. He's got a zero, which he had in the first game of the, of the season. He's averaging 5.5 points per game. This is Dallas Goddard we're talking about. But the Rams have given up two touchdowns and nearly 13 points per game to tight ends. So I will, I will – Cross my fingers and hope that Goddard wakes up. In that same game, I'm going with Tyler Higby. The Eagles have allowed three touchdowns and the third most points at tight ends. So Higby's in a good spot. Uh, our guy Jake Ferguson is also in a good spot. Tyler Conklin, I mentioned, if you're looking to stream or maybe add somebody for DFS. Uh, the tight ends I'm sitting this week, Hunter Henry. I told you to sit him last week. He's been, he had two good games to start the year, and then the last couple of games have not been so great. And the Saints defense, one touchdown allowed fourth fewest fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Tough one. Uh, I mentioned Cole Komet. We'll see. He's going to be starting in some leagues coming off a big game. Commanders have been tough on tight ends. Uh, Kyle Pitts is going to live on my sit list until further notice. And guys, when there's four teams off and there's so few good tight ends, I don't care. I got to put them in there. Like literally people are like, what are you doing? Like this. Okay. Start them and sit them. For every for tight ends, I've got to do four written up starts, another three more starts. So seven starts, seven sits. That's 14 tight ends. There's 
four teams off this week. I can't include Kelsey. I can't, I can't include Andrews. I can't include Hawkinson. I don't have much leeway. Hey, so. You can't really, you can't really I, include Kittle either. Do? I mean, like, you, you know, I'd rather tell you to sit Kyle Pitts than tell you to sit, you know, Tanner Hudson or something like that. You know yeah. I mean? Like there's just nothing out there. Yeah. Um, I mean like I, Fryer Muth's out too. Fryer Muth, right? He's out. Fryer Muth's hurt. You can't Earth tell Smith me to start. Played. Can't tell it's, me to start George it's, Kittle. It's tough, I'm, I'm starting George Kittle anyway, right? Like I. And he's I, been bad. No touchdowns, and he's had one good game. Um, and I've got Chigakonkwa on the list. I, I, I know, and I hate doing it. I hate it. There's just, and I was talking about this on Fantasy Dirt, uh, which you can, of course, hear over at, at uh, SiriusXM, um, Monday through Friday, one to three Eastern. There's three or four tight ends that you could start every week and have relative confidence that they're going to score. I'll put Laporta in that list, but he's not on the same level as Kelsey, obviously. And Andrews and Hawkinson are, are a tier up from Laporta. After that, after that, George Kittle's had one good game. Darren Waller's had one good game. Evan Ingram's been good. He doesn't put up like bananas numbers, but he's been solid so far this year. Dallas Goddard's had no good games. And then you get into the guys that like may or may not like Jake Ferguson. He's been good in some games, not good in others. Higby, same kind of thing. Ertz, he's been solid, but his ceiling isn't great. You know, Dalton Kincaid, he's had a couple of good ones, a couple of stinkers. Henry, two good ones, two stinkers. Cole Komet, coming off a big game before that, nothing. Schultz, coming off a good game before that, nothing. It's awful at tight ends. It's yeah. awful. I rank 32 tight ends every week. At the end of my tight end rankings, I've got Noah Gray, Mo Ali Cox, Tanner Hudson, and CJ Flippin' Uzama. And Durham Smite's in there too. And if Luke Musgrave doesn't play, I got Josiah Deguire on there. Or I don't know how you pronounce his name. Deguire, Deguire, whatever. I'm not starting him. Although watch him score a touchdown on Monday night. So just so you know, tight ends, a, a total S show. Um, yeah. I liked your mid, the kind of mid tier grouping though. I mean, I know you have Hunter Henry as a sit him this week, but, but if he's yeah, getting but, five, five and a half targets a game, like, so he's like, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't mind you playing him, right? Like, I've got to play him in one of my leagues and Same. I don't love the matchup. The Saints defense, listen, you, you go with what you got. Kind of have it's to the chase same thing at running back too. Like the same yeah. thing at running back. Like we've been talking about it and now you got, you know, the Buccaneers are off. The Browns are off. The Seahawks Chargers. are off. I got to look Chargers. at my helmets. The Chargers are off. Yeah. I got my helmets behind me here. Look, my bye week teams are right there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, and see, I got the the throw. It's not a throwback, but the Lions one. I hate the logo. I love was the that, colors of the helmet. Anyways, which, we can was do that a whole the Bears? About my helmets. Or What's the, that? Oh, the, oh, that was the Browns. That's the thirty-two on it. On the yeah. side of oh, it. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah. That's the best. That's the Browns' uh, best helmet. Um, Jim Brown, rest in peace. All right. Anyways, folks. That's all for this week's edition of the Believe Fantasy Football Show. For your friendly neighborhood fantasy analyst fabs and my guy Toss behind the virtual glass, good luck this week. Make sure you tune in next Tuesday. We will have your waiver wires. We'll recap everything that went on in week five, and I'm sure it's going to be bananas as it always is. Toss, one last thing before we go. Give me a prediction on Cowboys Niners. Ooh. I think... uh... I'm, I know, I know Dak was Niners a sit-em. are a three and a half point favorite right now on DraftKings. I know Dak was a sit him, but I think this is the game where he shows some confidence for Cowboys fans. He has 270 plus passing yards and two touchdowns, but it's a close game. 
but I'm not going to pick the Cowboys to lose. I'm going to pick us to cover and to win. So forget the plus three money line, the boys, you can, you can be anxious and, and I'll leave that I to am. you fabs. No, I'm just, I'm excited to watch, watch the game. Um, I was, I was walking around last Sunday at an LA flea market and I found a Jersey, you know, like people love to collect vintage jerseys and sell them for like three times what they're actually worth right, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I see a Broncos 87 and I'm like, Oh, that's Ed McCaffrey. There you go. Like, how is this in this random stall at a flea market in LA? And then Christian goes for four touchdowns. So I don't know if I gave some good juju to CMC there, there but it, it's going to be a tough matchup for the boys. We just have to get after Brock and, and wreak some havoc. He hasn't, he hasn't faced a defense like us yet. Um, Mike is, Mike is banged up a little bit, which stinks. Yeah. Uh, Debo's banged up for the Niners too. Here, here's here's my take on it, and I, I I do not want to be disappointed, and I've been nothing but disappointed since 1995. So that's a long time. Were you even born at that point? That may or may not have been the year I was born. It, it's uh, the year I was I was born it, in May of 95. Handsome uh, young man, handsome young man. Uh, yeah. If we if we lose close, are you are you fine? No, um. If the Cowboys lose this game, everything that every naysayer and critic says about them will be true. We beat up on three awful teams and we lost to an awful team. The Jets are not a good team. The Giants are not a good team. The Patriots, I'm sorry, are not a good team. They're not. They haven't been since Brady left. So the naysayers will say the Cowboys have beaten three really bad teams and got beat and dominated by another one. If we lose this game, even if it's close, even it's if it's a Jake, few, even if it's a Jake Moody field goal to win the game, as don't time care. Expires. We lost the game. Yeah. If the Cowboys want their respect, it's in front of them. Go get it. If they want their respect, they have to beat the Niners no matter what, because staying with the Niners means what? That you're a good team, just not good enough? That's not good enough for me. The Cowboys need to beat this team. And then, and only then, will I consider them potentially NFC championship contenders. If we go to San Francisco and get our asses kicked, we are every bit as overrated as every critic is going to say we, that we've been. Yeah, I mean, look, real, real, we, talk, real talk, We're we're not a good red zone team we can't score touchdowns. And I don't know if we unlock something with Hunter Lip Hunter Lipke, our, our fullback last week, you know, but he said, we said he could play the Zeke role. Maybe. I mean, that's, that's a high ask of this guy. Ezekiel our, Elliott was a fantastic running back. Like our I, offensive I, line has been banged up. Our yeah. defense is banged up. Obviously Diggs is gone for the year. Mike is hurting a little bit. Again, the Niners don't have Debo uh, healthy. He's, he's going to play, but he's not hundred percent. I don't care. There's no excuses. If the Cowboys don't go in there and win that game, I don't care if we win by a point. Got to win that game. You have to win that game because nobody's going to give you the respect that you, oh, the Cowboys played tough. Oh, moral victory. No, this is the Dallas flipping Cowboys. We're not the Raiders. There's no moral victories in this. Right. We don't have Zach Wilson as our QB. Where you, we, the, you, you know, the, the like, Cowboys, the Niners have knocked us out of the playoffs the last two years. Go out and, and exact a little bit of revenge. And that's the only way that I'm going to be happy if we win this game. If we're not, I, I am going to be pissed on, on Monday morning, uh, all day Monday, probably all week. 
We're good enough to beat the Jets, the Giants, and the Packer and the Patriots. We can't beat the Cardinals, and, and we lost to the Niners. It's typical Cowboys. But I will keep my fingers crossed. I will root and root and root. Uh, no, now now you've convinced me that if we lose, it's such a it's going to be a terrible thing. I'm kind of with you. Like we we have to. Oh, win. it's it's going to be a terrible thing. You yeah, the Niners no, you're right. are the cream of the crop in the NFC. They're the best team. Staying with the Niners does nothing for me. You've got to beat them. Staying with them does nothing for me. Got to beat them. Yeah. It's like you know. Oh well. You know, the Bills hung in there with the Chiefs in the playoffs. No, the Bills are like, F you. We got to win that game. So that's that's my take on that. Anyways, I could go on for another 15 minutes, and I don't want to. Um, well, I'm sure we'll be uh, texting on Sunday night. Yeah. Everybody yeah. out there, have a great week five. Good luck in your fantasy matchups. Make sure you listen to uh, SiriusXM Fantasy Dirt uh, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 Eastern time. I'll be doing a show with Justin Fetcherman on Sunday morning on Sirius XM as well. Uh, that's at 7 a.m. Eastern. It's really early, but check it out. And, of course, everything uh, from Stardom and Cinema Rankings and all the waiver wire stuff, all the great content over at Sports Illustrated. Make sure you check it out. For Toss, this is Fabs. We'll see you soon. <laughs>